Good morning and or afternoon, everyone. Um, welcome in to the week 13 IDP Guys Waiver Wire Show. I am Justin Fry. Uh, you can find me on X at FFF Ballers. He's Joe Harlow. He's at JoeLow63. Um, let's see. Uh, as usual, hop on to the IDP Guys website, sign up. Um, we're still running the promo code through the rest of this week, I believe. Um, Zach's Giving gets you 30% off uh, rest of season membership, and that'll get you into our Discord server where uh, you get access to all of our fantastic team of writers um, and you can ask questions whenever you want of whatever about whatever you want. I mean, I think we've got random, random channels. You can talk about Star Wars and all sorts of fun things, um, as well as obviously fantasy football, offense, defense, whatever you got. And as always, feel free to ask us questions as we run through uh, waivers today. I think with that, we'll hop over to injuries, which it seemed like a lighter week ish. I mean, there was one, one, bad, stars. one bad one that made me really sad, but we'll touch on him in a little bit. Before we hit the injuries, real quick, first, sorry, I sound gross. Kiddo and I have been sick since Thanksgiving, so I might have to escape to make sure he's still asleep at some points if he does wake up. But, and another thing. Today, right after, or a little bit after this podcast at 3.30 Eastern time, we are having a live IDP Plus podcast. So usually don't do that live. So if you want to drop into that, 3.30 Eastern on YouTube. Um, not 100% sure who was on that. Forgot to double check that before jumping on, but it will be a blast as always. So let's get into the injuries. Um, it will go position by position. Um, Baker Mayfield had an ankle injury, left the game, did come back, um, so should be fine, but worth monitoring. Dorian Thompson Robbins, Dorian Thompson Robinson for the Browns, almost said Bears, wrong mobile quarterback, um, had an injury, left that game with a concussion, and PJ Walker ended up finishing it out for them. We'll see if um robinson is back but unsure at this point with it being a concussion which is unfortunate since they're practicing at his collegiate stadium in ucla this week so it could have been a fun homecoming for him but it's okay and that was really it for the quarterbacks thankfully um on the offensive line lane johnson with the eagles had a groin injury injured it um was it pregame or late in the week and was a game time decision but was out we'll see what the severity is and that is just kind of an effect on all Eagles weapons. So just another thing to monitor there for one of the top right tackles in the game. Running back wise, we did have a big injury that kind of went under the radar until this morning with Jonathan Taylor has a thumb injury, which sounds like it could end his season, at least for fantasy purposes. Um, Stephen Holder, uh, formerly of the Athletic and now ESPN, said today that IR is a real possibility for that. So... Definitely something to monitor, and we'll get into that a little bit later on the wire. Um, Jamal Williams, the Saints backup running back, had an arm injury. Um, so Kendry Miller, I guess, comes back into relevance after we suggested him last week. The Saints, with other injuries, Chris Olave had a concussion after absolutely going off in the first half. was unfortunate to see. With it being a concussion, high likelihood he is out this week, but... Not 100% certain. Rashid Shahid, their other deep threat. Uh, thigh injury, also sounds like he'll be out for one week. 
and miss this next game. We'll get into some replacements for both Olave and Shahid in a little bit as well. Amari Cooper with the Browns, rib injury to be determined on the length there. Uh, Pop Douglas, a multi, multiple time of appearance maker on this show, however you word that. Um, had an injury, sounds like he's going to miss a game, potentially, with a concussion. Um, disappointing to see for a very fun and fun rookie with some pop. Myself a little dad joke hat there. Um, I think he had like nine targets and like 60% of snaps. It was, yeah. It's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah. Time to give those snaps back to Juju. Yay. Um, on. Miles Garrett, another Browns injury. Feels like most of these came from like two teams. Um, shoulder injury was in a sling after the game. Should be good to go, but no structural damage. They said he heard a yeah. pop. The coach said yeah, day to day. Which is scary to see to see in here, but if he's active even on a snap count, he's Miles Garrett. Um Jalen Phillips, this was the real brutal one. MetLife claimed another one with Achilles injury done for the year. I know he was one of Justin and I, especially Justin's darlings this offseason and was really turning it on as of late. Then, yep, done for the year. Hopefully he's able to make a return at some point next season, early next season. I don't think it's a death knell for defensive linemen if uh... – like it is for running backs, but he's, I mean, at the same time, it's still lost explosion. So you'll have to make for, make up for something, some make up for it somehow. But And injuries have always been an issue with him. So it's really, really tough to see. I know he had a bunch of concussions and initially had to retire in college before going to UCLA. Did he have an ACL too at some point? Or I just know about the concussion issues. Yeah. I, I don't think there was one, but you know, it feels like everyone has one these days. Still really brutal. We'll get into his replacements in a little bit. Um, elsewhere on the D-line, Cam Jordan, another Saint. Shin injury to be determined. Again, as many of these injuries that aren't as bad will be at this point in the week. Logan Wilson for the Bengals ankle injury to be determined. Should uh, be okay. It was low ankle. Yeah. Minor was what they deemed it, but he's playing Monday night, so just... Yeah, cognizant of that one. And it does seem like one where if he does miss, it probably is only a one or two game. IR, I doubt would happen with this. Um, Alex Anzalone, though, is going to be out for a little bit per Dan Campbell with a hand injury. I don't, I haven't seen anything regarding IR or not, but it, based off some early words, it wouldn't be a shock. It kind of but, seemed like someone, someone's speculating uh, UCL in the thumb tear, which I would, I would think. There's another linebacker with that earlier this year, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, if oh, he gets um, it I think it was Perryman, right? Yeah, if he gets it surgically repaired, he should be able to play with a good club or something, but we'll see. They don't need well, to rush him back them. either. No. Could be good for Jack Campbell, who I don't think we have on the list, but... He's probably name, he's probably rostered. Rostered. Yeah. Just another little name to keep up there. We'll probably throw a little reminder for there and Barnes. I, I think Barnes would be the one who's probably more available. Yeah. Um Zach Cunningham for the Eagles hamstring injury. Um seems like he's gonna be out for a little bit, especially with reports that they were looking into Shaq Leonard. He was released by the Colts during last week's episode of this, or right before. So 
Another thing to keep an eye on, we'll get into his replacement. Uh, Marquise Bell, the linebacker safety for the Cowboys, also had a little injury. I don't remember what the injury was. It was um, a stinger. It was a stinger. Yeah. Another he thing to back. monitor. He came back. Yeah. So. Then he should – then they were also in, were the other team mainly interested in Leonard. I think he's visiting them today or yesterday. So today. Is it today? Okay. Yep. Then that's something to keep in mind. If he goes in, probably pushes one of Bell or Clark out. Most likely Bell, I would think, since similar builds. And then the last name we have on the list is Von Bell with a shoulder injury. Another one for him, injury for him, which is kind of brutal for that Panthers defense who was just was been it, hurt. Was it a shoulder earlier this year too? I can't remember mm-hmm. what his injury was last time. Wondering if maybe he injured his shoulder, bless you, and didn't get back in time uh, or came back, rushed back, and it's just a re-injury or something. Yeah, so could be. Wouldn't be surprised. He missed, a, just... he missed a couple weeks before. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who missed it, they fired their head coach. I don't think we put that in the doc, but he, they fired their head coach as well as multiple offensive coaches because they weren't seeing improvement, but mostly seems like it's an issue with ownership at this point. Um, yep. and I, yep. I'm not expecting good a good coaching hire for them, to be honest, because if you're a good coach, why would you want to go somewhere where you can get fired within the first year? Tepper in seven years of owning the Panthers and Charlotte FC has nine different head coaches in seven years. of I think the Panthers have seen seven or something wild like that. And Rule got two full years before they canned him in the middle of the third. um, Urban Meyer lasted longer than Frank Reich. What a world. Yeah. I mean, he said he's done. Yeah. uh, We'll hop. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hop over. We got no buys. Uh, no, but nobody coming off buys, so no one to really look for. But there are. I think it's the Thanksgiving. I didn't think of this last week because they mm-hmm. had three games on Thursday and then they had one on Black Friday. They actually wound up with their normal. If you had four, four to six teams on buy, you'd ha- wind up with roughly your normal Sunday slate. Yeah. So I think that's probably why there were no buys. So going into buy, used to do it where they just buys were done at by Thanksgiving. It's weird that there's a, they extend the season and then make the buy so much later. But. Yeah, we got six teams coming to buy. Uh, a couple big ones: the Ravens and Bills. Both are on buy this week, um, as well as the Bears, Raiders, Vikings, and Giants. Um, Some big so. pieces on three of those four, and then Saquon Barkley, I guess, but. Touchdown, Tommy, on by. Going to ruin some teams. But. Oh, for a reminder for everyone who's new or uh, has been on in a while, um, we're going to kind of run through each position as we go. We'll start on defense, work back or front to back, and we'll hop into your questions once we get through the names within that position group or hop back to them once we're done. Um, yeah, and we do have one question that is more injury-related and defensive line, so let's go ahead and hit that now. Max Crosby last week was one of two doubtful players to suit, end up suiting up. Both were the, the first two of this season. Uh, something with a swollen knee. He did. A, he played. Um, I saw on Instagram, or it was like a picture from Instagram posted on Twitter. It, his knee was very swollen. Um, yeah. It looked. But luckily, like uh, I just said, they're on bye this week. So great he played. They sat him at the end I wouldn't when be too it was kind of out of hand. And, yeah, I wouldn't. they wouldn't have played him if it was anything structural. Yeah. 
if anything, he maybe drops from a top five D lineman rest of the year to a six to ten range, but maybe at worst. Yeah, so let's get into the waiver wire. First, recapping, how did we do last week along the defensive line, Justin? Uh, not great. Uh, 0-1 and 2. Uh, KJ Henry kind of stunk. Uh, Tuli Tui Pelotu was all right. He got a few tackles, no sacks, but uh, he's still a great season-long play. Yep. Uh, same with Jonathan Cooper, kind of a poor week, but I'm not worried about it. And if you want to keep him long-term, he's a perfectly good uh, defensive line player for your roster. Yep. Um, first names we'll talk about are the Miami replacements. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Agba. Um, so Van Ginkle actually started as the replacement the first, I think it was five weeks. Phillips was kind of in and out of lineups with injuries before kind of coming back week six and kind of taking over his full-time role. So he had four sacks in those first five games. And he's had five or more tackles in five of their games this year. So he's kind of got a ceiling with the sacks as well as a floor with the tackles. And I believe he's likely to see the biggest bump. He seemed like their their favorite guy. The one thing that I'll like to bring up, especially with Ogba, is they've kind of been playing Van Ginkle more off the ball a bit recently with David Long kind of struggling. So I do think there's a chance that Van Ginkle actually stays some off the ball uh, when they're in like a nickel package even and Ogba plays on the D-line. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of hit it with a few different people and and not really have a great one-for-one replacement. Van Ginkle would be the top target, but he also might be rostered because he's been doing pretty well this year. Then Agba, and one last note is they signed Jason Pierre-Paul from the Saints practice squad. So another name, I don't know that he's ever going to be anything for IDP this year, but he's there and going to hurt the other guys probably. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I personally would rather go with Agba here, just with the weird usage of Van Ginkle, and Agba was the guy who did end up taking those snaps from Phillips immediately. Granted, that could just have been a game plan thing, but both, I think, are good ads. I think both will have some solid usage. I don't think either is going to necessarily be a superstar, but definitely not to the Phillips level, but I think both are decent ads, speculative ads, at least for this week's matchup with the Washington... Yeah. Oh, in that case, grab both of them. Start both of them this week. But really, it's after this week, we'll get a lot more clarity with them. This is probably going to be a very typical one week too early name for us. But one of them will be. All right. Uh, next name you want to talk about? Sure. Anthony Jennings you? with your. Huh? Sorry, I was going to say you're talking about your team or my team. I'll talk, let's switch it up. I'll talk about your team first. So with Anthony Jennings, Patriots top edge rusher? Question mark. I think Uche's Uche's back now, and he's probably the top edge rusher from a pass rush perspective. But sorry. Jennings playing. No, you are good. He had one and a half sacks last week against the Giants, which everyone has sacks against the Giants. That's really the biggest shame of them having to buy this week so you don't have that locked in production from someone but Jennings has been a good play I know 
uh, Dynasty Santa brought him up like a month and a half ago when you were out with your with something I think something going on with your nose, something there. But uh, yeah, Sam brought him up then. It was like, wow, that's that's a deep cut there. And turns out he knew what he was talking about there. Jennings has been what, what's the note we have in here? Four plus tackles in seven of nine games. Um, it's not a huge sack ceiling for him, but good player, solid floor, nice little plug-in if you're missing like a Max Crosby and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau this week, for example. Yeah, so his one and a half sacks were his first one and a half of the year. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, he was playing like 90% when they were missing both Jude on Anuche. So I, I wouldn't expect it, but yeah, it's possible. How would you rate the Patriots edge rushers rest of the season? Or I guess counting Uche, Jennings. Uh, let's throw Keon White in there too. White's third. Um, hasn't shown as much as he did the preseason. A little raw. He's popping occasionally on film, but he's not. it's not consistent yet. Which is kind of the knock coming out was taking his tools and consistently having them translate to production. So he's won more of a dynasty stash at this point. I agree there. And then the other two is more league dependent for me. Jennings is the one I want in any kind of tackle leagues because Uche, you'll see most. I think last year he had like 11 sacks and like 22 total tackles. So half of his tackles were sacks. Like it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> when you stop and like look at something like that. Whereas Jennings has, I don't know, like I said, four. you said four plus tackles and seven and nine. He's got probably near 40 tackles and just got his first one and a half sacks. So tackle league, heavy league, I'm going Jennings. Big play type league, I'm going Uche. But Uche really hasn't done much this year, to be honest. He's been battling a lot of injuries too, though. So yeah. um, Do you want to hit on the edge rusher from my team? Sure. Uh, Samson Abukan? Abukan. Okay. Uh, I think he's a 49er. What, Niner? 49er? Um, yeah. Been playing pretty well for the Indy defense. He's actually got six total sacks, but his last two, or his last one before the two he got versus Tampa this past week was in week six. So four in the first six weeks, and then none until week 12. Not ideal, but he's actually seeing a relatively high floor. He's actually gotten four or more tackles in five of the last nine games. So shows a little bit of both floor and ceiling for you. And he's playing around 60% of snaps. So it's not the worst bi-week streamer. Um, they're playing the Titans this week. Um, so not a terrible matchup there either. No, it's a good play. Um, getting, he's still getting the most edge rush snaps over the last this week at least, and was uh, he's been the highest used edge rusher or within two snaps the highest huge edge rusher for the Colts this season for the most part with Dio Dengbo, who's been super hot as of late, and then Quiddy Pay, who's good but injured all the time. So I guess let's play the same game. Rate the three Colts edge rushers between Pay. Dengbo, Pay, and Ebucom. Pay's one. I think probably Ebukam two and Odegbo three. 
Yeah, it's probably the way you have to play it. I might flip Ebucom and pay, just feel more certain that Ebucom's going to finish a game. But, yeah, pay's snap counts have dropped so much over the back half of the year. So, yeah, it, pay is probably the right answer over Ebucom, though. So we'll hop over to linebacker. I don't see any more D-line questions. Um, um, there is one in there. Oh, is there? Yes. Oh, sorry. I missed the cheat. Yeah, okay. You're right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. So Chase Young, for would you drop him? As he has been pretty sack dependent, especially with the 49ers rotation. For Chris Jones or Michael Hoyt? Another guy who we brought up here and has blown up since. So go I, think Chris, I think I would drop him for Chris Jones. I don't know about Hoyt. I would too. Hoyt's got the playing time, so he's I, probably got a safer floor. If you're if you're playing Chase Young weekly, you probably would prefer to play Hoyt over him. If he's on your bench, I don't know. Yeah, it, this it's a league setting dependent league dependent and really play style. Like how you like to play the game if you're more upside shooting for upside or going for that floor. So Chris Jones, I would take over. Chris Jones is the clear one to me in this case, in this trio, though. For sure. Um, got that sack upside wall also. Yeah. So uh, linebacker, we did uh, really well at linebacker, three zero and one. The only real. Uh, Bad one was Bell, who got hurt and didn't play a full snap share. So he was on his way to getting there. Uh, we called out Jeremiah Usukoromoa, who did great. Isaiah McDuffie, who did great. And Cody Barton, who, while his production wasn't great, he actually played like 100% of snaps in his first week back on a Thursday night. So I'm not worried about him long term. And if you got him, keep playing him if you need him. Yep. Um, we'll let you talk about. The Colt this time, because I know yeah. you don't want to talk about the guy after the Colt. Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> one little quick piece of news, not huge or not unexpected, but Justin Jefferson will be activated from IR later today and will be active after their bye, which again, not a huge shock. He's been questionable going into the game the last two weeks, but officially back. So ooh, if you traded for him, good work. Or if you held him, Time to unleash him now that Josh Jobs has turned into a pumpkin. But uh, okay, so first Colts, what first linebacker name is Colts EJ Speed replacement for Shaq Leonard, who, as we said, is visiting the Cowboys today and also has interest from the Philadelphia Eagles. But Speed, in his first game as the locked-in linebacker, too, played ninety-five percent of snaps, uh, as he also did. Um, in week five when Leonard was inactive. Um, he only had six tackles. Those will come with a role. Shaq Leonard, I think, had at least eight in the majority of the games over the last over his last four games. I'll double check that though. But it's a good role. Nice LB3 flex play. Uh, not a massive ceiling, but he's someone who's locked into a role at this point. It does seem like Sagun Alubi is just the backup to Zaire Franklin. So, and even if Franklin does go out again, that would probably still prop speed up just 
Franklin is a much better player than Alubi, so Alubi would take less work from speed that uh, Franklin will. Yeah, double checking that Leonard, those Leonard numbers, yeah, over his last five games with the Colts, he had 30, 44 tackles over five games. So we, if we can get close to that for UJ Speed, that'd be a very good sneaky ad at this point in the year, especially since he does not have a lot of name recognition amongst the normal fans. So, and he's going to be lower rostered and with not having an insane game last week, isn't going to be high up on the last week scorers for available players. Anything else to add there? Or just want to hit the next name, Justin. Alrighty. Helps. Uh, you're on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing to add there, but uh, sorry, that cough just won't go away. Um, <clears throat> Next name we're going to hit is uh, Nicholas Morrow for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Nicobe Dean's out on IR. Zach Cunningham got hurt his hamstring, and Morrow hopped up and played 92% of snaps. Um, so, Cunningham is hurt enough that they're actually – they said they weren't considering Shaq Leonard, and now they are. So, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden we start hearing about possibly IR even. Um, Morrow put up 12 tackles in the game. His Top tackle game of the year. Um, and they get the 49ers this week, so should be plenty more tackle opportunities against that running game. Um, I do think there are much worse plays than going and adding Morrow. You know, he's not the, the greatest name out there. No, he's not the most electric or fun player, but the role is... Pretty much his Christian Ellis has not been anything special or to write home about. Yeah, um, he's the other one that if Cunningham misses, he should have a decent role. <coughs> for super, super, super deep, deep leagues. Yeah. You good? You want me to hit the uh, last name or you got it? No, I was just sorry. I was looking at Nicobe Dean stuff. I'm not seeing anything for uh, when he's going to return. I, I don't think they break. I don't think they can bring him back off IR again. Or maybe they could, yeah. but I doubt it. Yeah, I was seeing if there was anything popping up in that way. And there is nothing I am seeing. Just some angry Eagles fans on Twitter. But what's new there? Um, last name or last big name we're going to hit, Pete Werner, who was expected to be a huge breakout going into the season. It's really been disappointing so far, but finally did break that eight tackle threshold for the first time since week four. Um, he's had the f- almost full-time role locked down. I think he's been playing 90% of snaps pretty regularly. So yep. if nothing else, he's on the field. Hopefully they're able to actually get him unlocked some more and unlocked, get some better looks. They are coming off the bye, so keep that in mind too. Like maybe they figured something out with how they were using him and yep. will use him a little better. I do think uh, there was some unluckiness with a lot of his – like not getting tackles a little bit too. I've like done some digging and found some film that basically he was doing his job and it wound up costing him a tackle. Yep. So it's like, yeah, on film, he's been good. It's just the numbers haven't been following. Hopefully this is a first step to getting those numbers back on track and really seeing that breakout we were hoping for. Yeah. And with the Lions matchup this week, they love to run the ball, some crossing routes. Oh, it should be. It's a good matchup. I got to um, imagine he's the one who gets Jameer Gibbs most of the time too. So, you think so? 
week. It should, it should be a good good week for him to get some more tackles. It's uh, gonna be a fun. Well, It'll be fun. The last name to touch on here, real quick, uh, Servassier Dennis. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, I believe he's a fifth round pick of the Bucks. Smaller athletic linebacker, I think, out of Pittsburgh. Yes. Uh, kind of fits similar to the Devin White role. He's pretty athletic, under little undersized. But both Levante David and Devin White missed last week, and he wound up getting six or seven tackles and playing a near full-time role. So I just wanted to bring his name up because... Which is now spelled right on the screen. No. So he... I would not be surprised if Levante David misses another week. He's an older player... Groin injury, no real need to rush him back. So I would think Season's the Bucks away. might let him kind of rest at this point and not try to push. Uh, with that, I know we have quite a few linebacker questions, so we got one before the show. We'll pull up first. Uh, who should I start this week with these three guys? Then there's five guys listed. So I, let's just rank them because – Maybe yeah. he needs to start three. Um, I'm only yes. starting one of Wagner and Brooks, and I'm starting Brooks over Wagner. I am as well. Uh, Lloyd, Quincy Williams, Logan Wilson. So I would start Quincy Williams, Jordan mm-hmm. Brooks, if it's start three, because there's five names listed. I'm assuming he's asking to start three. I would start Quincy Williams. I would start Jordan Brooks. And then the Jaguars play the Bengals on Monday night. So Logan Wilson's my starter, and if he's hurt, I pivot to Devin Lloyd. Would be the way I would play it. Yep, absolutely. If the Jaguars were playing on Sunday, I would say go Lloyd over Wilson, but that is a convenient matchup. So yeah, yes. Williams, Brooks, Wilson slash Lloyd. Yep. Um, who did the Seahawks have? Dallas on Thursday. Yeah, they played Dallas on Thursday. Yeah. Sitting Bobby Wagner is still so scary to do. So you can go off for 18 tackles any game. But yeah, I'm going. And Brooks came back this week with a dozen tackles. I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, a dozen. And a pick. So yeah, I'd go agree there. Brooks, Williams. Then Lloyd slash Wilson. Wilson slash Lloyd. And we had another linebacker question coming through recently. George Play One has Mosley, Demario Davis, Clay Walker. Last week he dropped Jordan Brooks for Demario Davis. Should I drop Davis and Walker for Brooks and Antoine Winfield? So I am not dropping a linebacker to pick up the safety if I can help it. Yeah, unless Especially, you absolutely need the DB. Especially this group i would mm-hmm. davis and winfield's closer but i would be dropping davis for brooks personally and keeping walker yeah i would as well i think if you really want winfield you can drop davis for him i don't know if it's any kind of big play league it's not the worst move um winfield does make a lot of a lot of plays and has his playing has his role changed at all? I haven't looked on him. Um, let me do some research for that real quick. He typically yes. plays a lot of deep safety, but 
think a with, couple shows ago he was trending more towards the box. But well, with with Neil struggling and everything, I wouldn't be surprised. Deep safety is the easier one to kind of throw someone back there and let Winfield play near the box. Yeah, Winfield was some quick math. 45, Yeah, he was still over two thirds snaps in the deep rate, deep spot last week. Week before, he was. Yeah, he's still mostly deep safety. Okay. So, uh, linebackers, rest of the season. Barton, Lloyd, Robert, Elena Roberts, Ernest Jones. What do you think, Joe? <sighs> Ernest Jones is the one for me. From there, is Ernest the one for you too? Him and Landon Roberts are probably one A one B for me. Mm -hmm. Just double checking. Did Roberts have a hundred percent the snaps last I week? Think so. Close to. I think so. Double checking. Six tackles and. That was the one name, one name I forgot to do more looking into before the show. 100% the last two weeks. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I'm going Jones. I still am tempted to put Devin Lloyd over him. But I'm, I'm putting Roberts. That, I think, Lloyd is more of a Barton. Yeah. Roberts, Lloyd, I think, is kind of a league structure question. Like more big play stuff, I would want Lee more Lloyd. But. Devin Lloyd's good, man. He's so good. But yeah, but he's still playing next to Foyer. Uh, I think definitely one of those. Are... I think he's a better football player than Foyer, but the role for IDP, it's not close. Who's the LB one? The rest but... of these guys are DBs. We got a couple off or one offense question. Oh, nope. So. I'm benching Aziz Al Shayer at this point. Uh, that's two or three weeks in a row. His snap counts have been trending the wrong way. Let me see if I can pull that up. He's been... I got it. Um, yeah, uh, he was back up to 86% of snaps this week. So I still don't like that. Like no, I wouldn't. I would not. If your top two linebackers were either of Jones and Tranquil and Al Shayer, I wouldn't feel terrible about it. Or as an LV3, I would love Valshayer as an LV3 right now. But, yeah, I can't put him over Jones or Tranquil right now. I'm taking the – yeah, the full-timers, which will be the, the other three. So, And holding – So here's hypothetical. Uh, let's say Nick Bolton comes back, and let's say Tranquil is locked into the LV2 role, which is probably not going to happen. But who knows? Where'd you go, uh, linebacker two Tranquil or uh, Valshayer? Depends. I mean, that team doesn't typically play a second linebacker full time enough that it would likely force me to pick Al Shayer. Yeah, so. don't. I would not say drop Al Shayer, but don't start him at this point. So if you can help it, we'll hop down to DBs. We'll run through these quick. Uh, one one and one battle gave us a good result. Jeer Brown. Uh, the role was good. Results were. Fine, not spectacular, um, but he's still a great long-term play. And Epps came back, so Pola Mao was not helpful. Um, oh. So with that, you want to talk about 
the first name? Yeah, so Jalen Hawkins, who I think just got to the Chargers and started the game, actually. Um, their Chargers have really been struggling. It's yeah, just kind of gross right there. He started over Dean Marlowe this week at free safeties. They're doing something weird with the safeties where Derwin is their slot player right now, and then Gilman and Hawkins slash Marlowe slash some other person they can find are playing elsewhere in the defensive backfield. <laughs> but he had three tackles, only 24% of snaps. Yeah, he was pretty much so, exclusively deep. Yeah. Actually, so it's not an ideal role, but... Sorry, I was looking at the wrong. No, you're good. Uh, uh, okay, this is better. Um, three slot, two box, 12 deep. So what is that? About a third, 30, 30% or so on either line. That's not terrible. It's not spectacular, but for a waiver wire ad. Yeah, especially if it ends up being something where... He keeps he does keep taking time away from Marlowe, who I think was a healthy scratch. Then who was the other safety they played? Uh, mostly just Dolan and Gilman. Gilman, yeah. So oh, Dean Leonard was the corner who took a lot more time. That's what it was. But, yeah, he played a quite a bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and was horrible. So Hawkins is it's a for a super deep league think it's worth super dart throw but interesting name to bring up yeah the probably the top name is Kevon wallace if he got dropped um with his struggles or then getting cut uh resurfaced in the titans organization didn't play for quite a bit but the last couple weeks he started to see a real role uh 34 uh, percent of snaps in week 11 and six tackles uh, this past week, it jumped up to 84% of snaps and eight tackles. And he's been playing around 40% in the block slot area. So reasonably good role. I think there's a, a pretty good upside with him for the season if he can keep this up. So pretty good role. Yep. I agree there. Um, we did also have an answer to the replacement for Kareem Jackson question. PJ Locke ended up playing 74% of snaps. Um, Jaquan, or not Jaquan McMillian, he's the slot corner. The Delarian Turner Yell, who also had taken snaps in the past from Kareem Jackson, played one defensive snap. So that's a pretty clear pecking order. So as long as Jackson's out, Locke does feel like a decent start, decent play. Um, yeah, and there weren't any other corners who had a huge amount of work. So then Locke actually had a sack and a forced fumble in this game, along with seven tackles. Houston matchup will give them a lot more opportunities for give the Broncos defensive backs as a whole more pass tackle opportunities. So, oh, solid well, play. Well, we're on the Broncos. We're going to start getting into eventually. It's not even on the show doc. You're going to get into stash guys mm-hmm. for uh, Dynasty here soon for yeah, those yeah. people who are kind of falling out of it. And I want to highlight. Uh, J.L. Skinner is a safety for the Broncos. He fell because of a pec injury he suffered training for the draft. Uh, he started to trend up recently. He was a healthy scratch again this week, which is surprising. But the Broncos keep saying he's popping every single week uh, on the uh, mm-hmm. practice squad, or not the practice squad, but uh, scout team. 
against their starting offense. So he's a deeper name that, I mean, Kareem Jackson's getting a little long in the tooth. Simmons is getting long in the tooth. Like Locke, he's decent, but he's not, he's probably best as a safety three. So I do think there's a role and Skinner might get a starting job next year. So if you're looking for a, a DB type stash, he's a sneaky one that I don't like giving out because I want to stash him myself in leagues. Yeah. And I play a lot with Joe and Shandon, who's on listening to us quite a bit. So yep. uh, it is what it is, though. I want to help you guys yep. out. Um, we've got a whole bunch of DB questions. I feel like we get more DB questions than like any other position. Yeah, we got a few Mike Hilton ones. So Mike Hilton or DJ Reed. I would of the two, I think I'm adding Hilton because he's playing that slot role. Um, the other one is talking about Hilton. I haven't seen anything. Have you seen? I still feel like I'm seeing him as a slot corner. He has been. I'll double check that. But and I'm not. Jog- Isaiah McDuffie is typically a top I, five. My assumption was this is Trent McDuffie. Or sorry, Trent McDuffie. I said Isaiah because we were talking about him earlier. Yeah, Trent okay. McDuffie is still top five, top three cornerback weekly, yep. regardless of production week in and week out. Starting cornerbacks is never going to be consistent. Yeah, so Hilton this week was in the slot for 49 of 57 snaps, and the rest were only one snap at deep safety. So, Sorry, you want to hit the next question? I will be right no. back. You're going to just step away for 30 seconds. You are good. So next question we have on the defensive backfield are relating to the Packers with Savage out for or Savage and maybe Ford coming back this week. Owens, I feel like he's played himself into a role. I would definitely not drop battle for him though. Um, yeah, I was Owens looking was awesome I was, last year, but I was looking at this, and I mean earlier on in the year they were playing alternating him and Savage. Um, deep. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of ease Savage back in and kind of split them. But they do not want to play Savage at all. Ford is the most interesting name on that team because of the role. And I do think he's going to come back this week from what I've seen. I think he practiced yesterday. So I would rank this group Ford, Owens, Savage rest of the season. I'm flipping Savage and Owens. I do think they'll go back to Savage over Owens. But I think so. Okay. I do. Okay. Let's see. We got another. We both looked it. I got it. Uh, rest of the season. Kyle Hamilton, uh, Battle, Thompson, Owens, Wallace, Brisker. So hmm. I just told you I'm not a Owens guy. He's going to be at the bottom for me. Yeah, even still, uh, Owens is bottom. I think pretty clearly. Wallace is second from the bottom, pretty easily. His role could go away at any point. Yep. Um, the other four are much higher ranked, like multiple tiers for I me. Um, let's see. Brisker's probably at the bottom. He's been a little up and down, running hot and cold this year. Yeah. Probably battle just be after that because of the youth, but the role's still really solid. And then I think I'm going to put Thompson two and Hamilton one. Yeah, I would agree there. Those two could flip flop in a tackle heavy league. I probably would yeah. take Thompson over Pat or Hamilton. Yeah, Brisker also has been playing about half a snaps, 40, 50 percent snaps deep, so that cuts down the 
because I was stealing a lot or score a lot. So, yeah, I'm going Hamilton. You went Thompson over Battle, which is interesting. I know you've been all in on Battle lately, but I think I would agree there. And Brisker, tear break, Wallace, tear break, Owens. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got a cornerback question. Rebuild, non cornerback required dynasty. Do we need to even hold these guys? So I would definitely hold Witherspoon. Um, even if he he's more likely than Hobbs to kick out of the slot, to be honest. Hobbs is actually more likely to keep the slot role. He's yep. undersized. He's not he's not built to play on the boundary. Yeah, I would agree. I would still keep Witherspoon just pure upside talent. I mean, if you say which of these guys is more likely to be in the league in two years, it's definitely Witherspoon. But I don't know how. Hobbs has been great for fantasy, but I don't know how great he's really been on the field. Which... I absolutely, absolutely agree with this. Yeah, you're better, better yeah, off absolutely. with strong safeties. I do think you can play slot cornerbacks over free safeties most of the time. Yep. Um, unless you're targeting a free safety in a really bad defense. In which case, yeah. they're likely to be behind anyway, so you're going to get less tackles off of them. But yep. um, I think that gets us... Yeah, to... I'll double check if there's nothing else in there. Offense. The last one's an offense question. Yep. There's another follow-up. Um, we both clicked it. Yep, okay. We should drop non-stud DBs before rookie draft, too. Yeah, which I think is more than reasonable. Yeah, but they are really far and away. That's why we typically hit them front to back, especially in any kind of a it's clearly dynasty-related. So, like... In a dynasty league, I go front to back. Um, good DNs are not available on waivers. Linebackers are easy to fill with waivers. In a lot of leagues, you can find ads like Nicholas Morrow in season. Um, and then DBs are just so hit and miss that, I mean, yeah, I, I don't like targeting them. Yeah, entries. I completely agree there. Completely agree there. So, well, that will hop over to offense. Yep. Do you want to? I I'll save you the trouble of talking about this quarterback. Um, Thank you. So, I'll talk about how last week we brought up Derek Carr slash Jameis Winston. Carr ended up playing and was quarterback seventeen on the week. So very meh performance. It, it was a yeah. bad week for quarterbacks all around. I mean, it was. He scored like twelve points and was quarterback seventeen. Yeah, I, I posted in one of Justin nice group chats that in our 16 league dynasty league, my opponent and Superflex, my opponent and I both had two top 16 quarterbacks starting 60 combined points between four quarterbacks who are all quarterback ones in that league. It was like, yeah. this is gross. And it was like two, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert were my two. My, my two outscored your four. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just gross. Yeah, it was yeah, so, a bad week. Uh, all right, but speaking of gross, Kenny Pickett. Um, before you say too gross, they're playing the Cardinals this week, which is the main reason why he's getting brought which up. Which was literally my response with Justin. Six, six teams on by playing the Cardinals. I was very encouraged with how they played. So I think Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator for 53 games, and I saw this interesting stat on X. So in the game before Matt Canada became offensive coordinator, the Pittsburgh Steelers had 400 yards of total offense. 
In the 53 yeah. games that Matt Canada was offensive coordinator, 45. they never 45. They never hit that total. And then in the first game, he's gone. They get right back to 400 total yards of offense. Um, and in that in that time, 333 other inst- instances of a 400 yard game. I am like willing to lay a lot of the blame for Kenny Pickett right now on the offense in general. Um, if he's able to continue to show signs of growth like this, I think he's actually going to be underrated for a quarterback two in dynasty. He will never be a quarterback one for a roster. Um, but we're talking even in redrafts. I'm happy to stream him this week. Sorry, get back off dynasty talk. Um, 400 yard game first. Like I said, without Canada, no touchdowns this week. He's been allergic to touchdowns in general, but with Pat Fryermuth back, I do think that changes. He's been one of his favorite red zone targets um, since they came into the league, really. So I do expect Fryermuth to continue to get peppered with targets, kind of like he was this last game. I mean, yes, it was a, a fantastic matchup for tight ends, but at the same time, they really, when it's him and Pickens, Deontay kind of underneath, like, I do think the touchdowns get better. It's actually Pickett's second career 275-plus yard uh, passing game. He only had one under Canada, which is also just wild. It's gross. Um, and then the fact that the Cardinals struggle on defense and hopefully can score against Pittsburgh's reasonably good defense. And Pickett doesn't hurt you. So he scored like 12 points last week without a touchdown because he ran six times, too, and he threw for 275 yards. So he hasn't thrown a pick since week four. So he can get you to 12 points without throwing touchdowns. I'm going to take the shot that he can maybe get me one or two and get me to, I don't know, 16 to 18 points. Yeah, especially in the Superflex League with this matchup and six teams on by, it's not a bad it's not a bad pickup at and all. Superflex, he's almost a must-play at this point, yeah. even as a quarterback, yeah. too. But I – I'm willing to if I have a Lamar or I forget the other good team that I said was on by. Bills. Uh, Josh Allen. Okay, thanks. Um, Jared I'm Goff. To, I'm willing no, to throw him out there. Fans, um, someone else. There's another good quarterback. Yeah, we, let's see. Did we get a quarterback question? Another quarterback question? No, that's a receiver question. All right. Do you want to hop in into running backs? Yeah. So last week with the running backs was – not great. Zeke was eh, he, 10 touches. He's a handcuff. That's kind of what we suggested. Um, Kendry Miller ended up not playing. He's still a handcuff. Um, Jamal Williams' injury, as we discussed earlier, could get him into that legit RB2 role. So we will see. Patrick Taylor with the Packers played just under half of snaps. Um, still a decent throw-in if Aaron Jones or Eric... Emmanuel Wilson, Emmanuel Wilson. Um, if not sure on their status, so I think I saw Aaron them. Jones was limited to yesterday, but which doesn't really give much to exactly. us. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see on those, but really, just kind of they're all, all handcuffs. It's still handcuff season, with one exception. Um, there is potentially a big potential league winning running back out there right now. And that is Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor, as we discussed earlier, is sounding likelier and likelier as the day goes on to land on IR with a thumb injury. So if that's the case, Zach Moss is coming back into the running back one role. 
and he had the first six games of the year with Jonathan Taylor out, and then the last two of that six-game sample were Taylor ramping back up. Zach Moss finished as running backs 10, 4, 21, 2, and 9. He was a top five rusher in the league up until like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, even though he had been the backup for a couple weeks. This offense he was has been spectacular for. So he is he's a great pickup. Even in this week, he still had saw what 70 yards on 12 touches, I want to say. 41% of snaps. So I still think he's a decent flex play if Taylor does come back. But if Taylor's out for any period of time, Zach Moss could be that late season pickup that turns puts you over the top. Okay. The rest of these guys are much are more of the same handcuff types that we keep highlighting because yep. it's rare to find a run, starting running back over, uh, under 50% rostered. So yeah, <laughs> the nature of it. Um, Royce Freeman uh, for the Rams. They're playing the Browns this week. Even with Kyron back, he actually played 34% of the snaps. Probably a little misleading with how the Rams were beating down on um, – Cardinals, yeah. But uh, 13 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. And he's not – they're not going to blow everyone out uh, week in and week out, but he's a decent handcuff, and you get a good matchup, you can flex him. Cleveland Browns are not a great matchup, but maybe with uh, Joe Flacco at quarterback this week. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that uh, Thompson Robinson can clear protocol. I would not – Expect them to start PJ Walker again unless they absolutely have to. Um, do you want to talk about the next running back? Sure. Should be um, to these guys. Yeah, Michael Carter. Uh, first was this his first game active with the Cardinals? I believe so. Thirty-eight um, percent snaps, four carries, four targets. Solid value, especially for his first game with the team. Um, solid work. Yeah, could have some real flex value later on in the season. James Conner. Um, we'll see how much they continue to use him, especially as their season kind of goes away. There's no need to give him 100% of work, though. We'll see with that one. Um, Carter's a good player. Yeah, if Conner does get hurt again, as he has been prone to do over his career, Carter's probably the receiving, receiving back then maybe even gets a lot of the carry workload as well. They did not seem impressed with either of Keontae Ingram nor Amari DeMercado. So. Yeah, DeMercado is still playing a little bit, so he's the one I expect to be the early down grinder type. But yeah. Yeah. Um, last name to bring up, uh, Jaguars' Dearness Johnson played roughly 40% snaps. ETM missed some time in the game with a chest injury that bumped his playing time up a little bit. He's a tough one to actually go to this week. Unless you get some news, the ETN's ruled out early. But he's still a reasonable handcuff. I got back-to-back games with at least seven carries. And he had one target two weeks ago and two targets this past week. Jaguars have a good offense. So you you could probably flex him and hope for a touchdown or a couple couple catches and get some decent yardage. And he won't kill you, I don't think. And he's still a really good handcuff to have because um, ETN's got a top five role right now. So um, he's a clear two over 
Tank Bigsby. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, since so, ETN did return, I don't think he can be – and they're playing Monday. I don't think you can play him this week unless you have ETN. They're just holding for a late handcuff. But yeah, worth a of pick the, for sure. Of the guys, I would play – if I had to pick one, I'd play Carter of the three and hope for the upside there. Yeah, between Foreman um, – or sorry, Freeman, Carter, and um, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so we'll get back to running backs in a sec, but we got a one ask on Minka. Um Tomlin said yesterday they're expecting him back at practice this week. So I just wanted to touch on that one real quick. So he should be back. And if he's practicing, assuming you see one full practice, which I would expect at least on Friday, he will play, I would think, on Sunday. So I would, I think they held him out just to be sure, but I would expect him to play on Sunday. Um, yeah. Looks like we have one running back question in here. Yeah. Dropping Ford or Connor for Zach Moss. I would be. I. I think you need to add Zach Moss. I would be more willing to drop Connor. Ford was back up to 70% of snaps this week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can, if I'm His... working at all, but uh, I think I saw he was running around on nearly yeah. 70% of uh, Thompson Robinson's dropbacks. So, especially if it's checked down Flacco coming in this week, um, Ford could see eight or nine targets in that game. Yeah. Double checking James Conner's snaps from this week. I mean, Carter played almost forty percent, so I would guess he's probably around fifty-five. Forty-two. Forty-two percent of snaps for James Conner. I didn't realize it was that low. Wow. Uh, Drop James Conner. Oh, lost Justin. That's okay. Um, imagine we'll get him back in a minute. Um, but yeah, so. 40, only 42% of snaps for James Conner. Did not realize that going in. And Demercado had 20%. So here, yeah, I'm dropping. It sucks that we don't have anything super definitive on Taylor. But, yeah, I'm taking Zach Moss here over James Conner. Ford, Ford Moss, Conner is how I would rank these three. And I believe Justin would do the same. Then... Blur PC just dropped a question in there. We'll, I will wait to answer that one until Justin gets back, even though it is quarterback and tight end related. While we wait for Justin to get back on, let's hit up the wide receivers real quick. Um, last week, the names we gave were Khalil Shakir, who, of course, we suggested him in the Gabe Davis blow-up week. So still think he's a solid play over the year. He is their third receiver, probably third or fourth target, depending on the week with how Gabe Dave is doing. Dontavian Wicks was very much a dart throw play. He ended up missing the game, and then Jaden Reed went off. So that's a loss. Then the Rashid Shahid and A.T. Perry combo. Um, Shahid, when he's active, the same logic still applies. He's a fine play, especially with Derek Carr in there. But he was involved early, but did leave the game. So eh. then A.T. Perry, believe we were a week too early on him especially now that every other receiver on the Saints is injured. And he, we're just going to skip ahead a little bit. And A.T. Perry is another name we are bringing up this week. He might be the top receiver for the Saints this week. Um, Michael Thomas did go on IR. Chris Olave has the concussion. And then Rashid Shahid is unlikely to play with his thigh injury. So A.T. Perry could be the top non-Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara target. So 
think this is the week he really does show up and get a real role. Lynn Bowden, or Bowden, the former Kentucky running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and former Dol- Raider and Dolphin, uh, and Patriot for a little bit. Um, those They were the top two receivers by a clear amount last week once everyone left. Uh, Bowden only had two, two targets, but did have a couple runs. So I would much rather play A.T. Perry and get that target volume for sure. Derek Carr likes throwing to big-bodied receivers, so definitely think he is the play there. Um, yeah, then Keith Kirkwood, just to throw out there, is the third receiver, assuming everyone else does miss. Uh, rookie Jalen Hyatt is another name to bring up. Oh, here is almost Justin. Maybe. We might have Justin back. It's thinking. Um, I'll keep talking about Jalen Hyatt while he connects. Um, Sorry about the technical No, you are good. You are all good. Hyatt is going into the bye this week, but did have a season high. Six targets, five catches, and 109 yards. Um, they were taking some deep shots with Tommy, De- Tommy DeVito, apparently, is what they needed to unlock their offense. Um, at least he's take just pucking it and saying screw it, which, you know, fair for an undrafted rookie. Hyatt's showing he's shown flashes a few times this season of that deep threat that we saw at Tennessee, but really showed it a couple with, I think, two, multiple 30-yard receptions this week, two or three of them. And, yeah, he's probably their most talented wide receiver right now, so I think he's worth a shot. He's on bye this week. It's one, one yeah. knock there, but... And Justin, um, we did talk about the Saints players while you're done. Just transition okay. from recapping last week. Okay. I'll did you hit, hit the, the question? Did you hit the question that was on there? Um, I did. If you did, no, it's fine. Okay. Did I, I just okay? No worries. Uh, last name. Bring up Greg Dortch. Uh, they're playing the Steelers. Uh, so he's had back-to-back weeks with at least eight targets, uh, 76 yards, week 11, and he scored a touchdown on just like 29 yards. I think this past week. Um, the one thing to watch that's a pretty clear indicator of whether or not you want to play Greg Dortch is Michael Wilson. Wilson's missed those two weeks, so Dortch took over that role. And uh, assuming Wilson comes back this week, which is honestly I think is less likely because they have a week 14 bye, if he misses, Greg Dortch is a great uh, fill-in streamer option. I love when a player like Greg Dortch is the – back up to Michael Wilson. Just two completely different body types, but play at the same. <laughs> I think it's I, so funny. I don't understand why they're not playing Dorch more to begin with, but whatever. Yeah. I know he had, how long was that? There was, what, a five-week stretch last season when he was dominant. So yeah. there is some proof there that he's not just like a flash in the pan. He can sustain it for a little bit with Kyler. All right. So we had a couple questions. Let's hope. Yes. Should I drop Deontay? The only one I'm I'm not dropping Deontay for any of these guys. I would try to I'm find either. a way to get Jaden Reed, but um, he's definitely the most intriguing name on this list to me. Yeah. Gabe Davis is just so too. hit or miss. Yeah, I, I don't. The Bills are also on bye next, or this week, so it's the Cardinals on next week. So uh, yeah, I'm holding Deontay. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see more than just one week. They actually used the middle of the field for once with Pickett, so. I do think they can run Deontay over the middle and actually unlock him more if they keep doing that. So 
I I would expect if they're going to keep running Friday with like they did that Deontay sees better days ahead. Um, we also had a quarterback question. Kyler Russell. Um, there were tight ends involved in there, so I was going to hold on to oh, it. Okay. But, yeah. I guess we can um, talk. One other na- name I did want to bring up at wide receiver real quick. We've brought him up before, I believe, but Jalen Guyton, he was the wide receiver too this week for the Chargers. Quentin Johnson's down to 44% and was, I'll give you one guess to the name who was wide receiver three snap count wise for the Chargers this week. It was not Quentin Johnson. I would guess it would be Erickson over Darius yep. Davis. Alex Erickson. Do you know who that is? Because I've heard that name like twice. <laughs> he was on the Bengals yeah, so. for the longest time as like their wide receiver four. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Quentin Johnson, it's done this year. Jalen Guyton, I think, is I don't know how rostered he is at this point, but he's the second receiver on this team as long as Josh Palmer's out. Do you want to touch on tight end? Not seeing much. Um, yeah, we can hit tight end real quick. Our name last week, Isaiah Likely, um, was what we expected. He was pretty solid. And um, what was his final stat line? Do you have that? Handy? No, I can pull it up quick. What are you talking? I remember about? he had like four catches in the first half. So yeah, at halftime it was win. Yeah, Tucker Craft is our name this week. Um, with Luke Musgrave on IR, the other rookie is their top tight end right now. He played 96% of snaps this past week and solid receiving profile. He's a good blocker, a weird blocker, but a good one. Um, he's going to continue seeing that huge amount of snaps. So he's the top guy. It's not a great matchup this week, but if Kansas City does kind of start pulling away, then there will be a lot more passing work in Crafton. Four for, four for 40 on six targets. So more than can more than live with that. Fine, not spectacular for a waiver wire pickup this late in the year. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Tucker Craft, good player. It was really kind of disappointing to see him go to the Packers after they took Musgrave, but I know I was really high on him coming out. So, yeah, I really like Tucker Craft coming out. So, um, we had one question. Um, that we wanted to hit here. Should I start Kyler Russ or Love? So Love obviously then was play, playing the Chiefs, the Broncos. I forget who we said they were playing. Um, and same with the Broncos are playing Houston, and Kyler's playing Pittsburgh. I have a hard time getting off of Kyler. Even yeah, with the, I think he's I got love the Kyler Love Russ. He's got the worst matchup, but. Actually, player. Love's got a pretty rough one too. I could see Russ having a good game, but you're banking on yeah. catching a couple touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going Kyler here as well. Yeah, and then I'm I'm playing Frymuth based on yeah. what I saw over Ferguson or Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, and there I'm going Muth Ferguson Hill is my order. Um, Hill, it will depend entirely on Jamal Williams a little bit. I've been watching those reports. Because I do think he actually could see uh, quite a few more carries. But we'll see how that goes. Bless you. Um, I don't think we have any more questions to hit. So, yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much it. If you guys have any last ones, send them in and we'll let Joe start the outro. Yep. 
So wanted to remind everyone about the Black Friday, um, Thanksgiving week, whatever you want to call it, code that we have going on. Saxgiving gives you 30% off rest of season um, for the IDP guys to be a, to become a subscriber. That gives you access to our Discord where Justin, myself, and all of our other great writers are a lot. You can ask us questions and we will give answers or just general chatting. Um, we also, another reminder, 3.30 Eastern, so in about 20 minutes, come back for the live IDP Plus podcast. Hang out, see some awesome news, work, and discussion on IDP. Um, Still haven't got any new new questions nope, or comments. Like yeah, thank you as always for joining us. It's been a pleasure these first 12, oh, 13 uh, weeks. Sorry. Hmm? I thought I saw something pop up my bed. Nope, you are good. So yeah, thank you again. And it's all, as always, it's a pleasure. You can reach Justin at FFF Ballers on Twitter. You can reach me at Jolo63 and go, oh, there, another question. Nope, oh, just thank you. Thank you, Fantasy Sports, as always. Have a great one. May the force be with you and goodbye. Glad we can be a help.